0: You're listening to Main Character Energy, a podcast that'll teach you how to become that bitch. Main Character Energy gives you a behind-the-scenes look at how some of the world's most impactful disruptors, innovators, and creatives came from the bottom and embodied what it means to make it in all forms. Now, let's get into the show. Hello and welcome back to Main Character Energy. This is your host, Tiff Knighton. I just wanted to take a minute to address something. Now, I swore up and down when I started this that there would this would not be a marketing podcast of any sorts, <laughs> or you know, too business focused. I know we talk a lot about entrepreneurship and personal development, and so on. That note of just trying to get your brand out there, and if you're ever promoting something. I just need to give the girls a tip because I know we're doing a million things. And sometimes, you know, you're wearing a lot of hats and you are spread thin. But one thing I need you to do is if you're promoting anything or if you are promoting yourself, you need to do a quick audit of your brand. I've recently, you know, been really, really interested in some projects that people have been doing. You know whether it's like an Instagram page that I really like or whether I come across somebody's TikTok and I want to either work with them, support them, introduce them to somebody else, give them an opportunity or even pass them along for somebody who could give them an opportunity and I'm not able to connect with them. Here's what we need to do. We need to take a quick audit of the brand to make sure it is easy for people to get in touch with you because if you're promoting yourself or something, what's the point if nobody can contact you? And this sounds really simple. I think a lot of people are like, you know, you can hit me up in my DMs, but for all purposes of just being almost like overly accessible or very, just very easily accessible for even business purposes, mainly I'm talking about, it would behoove you to make sure that your email is linked in your bio. I see it too often. There's so many people out there who are comfortable with the DMs and there's so many people who are not, or there's so many people who want to simply, you know, have an email address so that they can get to you because it's quick for them. So you have to think about what's easy for other people because what works for you might not work for everybody else. Perfect example is, you know, I was trying to contact somebody recently because They have a really cool initiative and I wanted to be on their email list. It was their call to action in their Instagram caption, you know, join my email list. But I go to their bio and there was not like a clear way to just join the list. So now I'm kind of like clicking around, trying to figure out like where do I go I even messaged them and said, hey, you know, I can't find, you know, where your email link is, but I would love to join the newsletter. And they simply said, you know, it's on the website. But it wasn't, it wasn't clear. It ended up being like they had a general contact form. And I'm not trying to be nitpicky, but I'm just saying because I really, you know, I really did want the information, I took some time to look for it. Most of the time, I will just close out of something because it's not easy enough or I get frustrated or don't have enough time. And we have to think like that. Like Most people don't have all day to be figuring out how to get to you. They just want to get to you quickly and they'll give up if they, if they really can't. So is it simple for people to interact with your brand? Is it easy to understand what you do and who you serve? And do your call to actions go to the correct place? So if I'm telling you to join my newsletter, do I have a simple button in like a link tree or something where it says subscribe to newsletter? Things need to be very simple. And These touch points actually really matter for your funnel. So I just wanted to share that little tip for business owners. I hope that's helpful for you. And now... For today's episode, we have a special guest, my good friend, Ava Bilkey, who's a social media strategist and coach. She has so much experience in this field, so I know she would agree with me on how important a social media audit is. She currently hosts the top 10% globally ranked travel and lifestyle podcast, More, where she manifests original rich bitch experiences and inspires listeners to be more you. So now in this episode, we really deep dive the expectations versus reality of leaving your corporate job to be a digital nomad and what it takes to be able to kind of incorporate travel and experiential things into your everyday life. And if you want to do that, there are so many great tips in here from Ava. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Okay. Hi, and welcome back to Main Character Energy. I can't believe we have Ava here with us. So fucking cool that you host the top 10% globally ranked travel and lifestyle podcast. More with Ava Bilke. And I love that you're constantly uh, manifesting original rich bitch experiences. Yes. I love that about you. What does that mean to you? What does it mean to be manifesting original rich bitch experiences?
1: Well, thank you for having me. This is so fun, and I always love any opportunity when we can chat and why not record it, right? Because cuz it's always a vibe. Yes, manifesting original rich bitch experiences is more, which is my podcast. It's a travel and lifestyle podcast and you know, similar to main character energy. Like it's really An attitude, it's an outlook, it's definitely an energy, and it's something fun. And I was thinking about rich bitch experiences when you asked me about it for the podcast, and I was like, well, it's literally what it sounds like. So, whatever you pinpoint as a rich bitch experience in your mind, that counts. It could be something as simple as your self care, going to get a facial, it could be something like Booking an around the world ticket and traveling the world for six months. You know, like there's levels to rich bitch experiences, but the goal is always to be manifesting and really pushing yourself to really live the life that you dream because it's whatever you dream you can do.
0: Amen. Amen. That resonates super hardcore because as you know, and as we've talked about a little bit on your podcast more, there's a lot of expectations <laughs> that come with, you know, going out on your own. One of which is that, you know, you know TikTok sells you the dream of sitting on a beach and being a social media manager and making seven figures and living your rich bitch life. Now, we know it's not all that, but you and I both are you know, integrate travel into our careers, like into our lives now, because we love to do that. Mm-hmm. So we're definitely going to have to talk about like our rich bitch experiences that we're manifesting and some of our uh, preferences yes. and like bougie on a budget or whatever you want to call it, like all those good things. But bougie, but we- not on a budget. Bougie, but yeah. not. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about <laughs> what budget? Let's manifest what budget? <laughs>
1: Like money is a construct. Like, you know, it's monopoly. Like we don't budget. We figure out what we want and then figure out how we want to get there.
0: You know, that's true. I do actually want to touch on that before we get into everything because I think a lot of people, I mean, I'll speak for myself and you can tell me if this is your experience, but you know, sometimes when you do decide that this is your lifestyle and that you want to kind of fully immerse yourself and make travel um, not only just part like something that you do for vacation, but something that you're doing as you're building your business. I know there's a lot of people who are kind of like, how are you doing that? Or like, what are you doing to be able to do that? Like, you know, people kind of wondering how much does that cost? And do you get that reaction when you're always on the run like that? Or how how do people kind of uh, react
1: That's a a good question. I think I probably... Not that it matters. Yeah. I'm like, I probably don't really even pause to think about how people would react. But for me, I think it's... Well, I started my own business about three years ago now, and I didn't have the freedom to travel before then. And... That time frame, you know, put me in 2020. So when I launched my social media consultancy in 2020, travel was always the longer term vision, but I couldn't do it right away. Right. So it was something that I had to build up to. It took me about a solid two years of building a foundation and scaling to the point where I felt like I could travel because... I have, you know, I've got a mortgage in my home-based city and I've got just like everyone does expenses and I don't ever want anyone to perceive this as like living beyond means because that's not it. And so, you know, it took me that good two or more years to be able to take my first trip as uh, a remote, you know, digital nomad, as a remote consultant and Although it was frustrating that I couldn't do that right away, I think it made the experience just so much more rewarding and more enjoyable. And I felt like it was a moment of you only reach any goal that you have. There's a moment of deep satisfaction that comes with that because chances are whatever you're working on, like it it hasn't come necessarily super easy. You know, a lot of things do take time and they take effort and they take Energy and persistence, and staying in a good mindset about it. And it's the long game, you know? So, yeah, I couldn't travel right away. And when I travel now, I know that it's because I've worked myself up to a place where it feels like it's expansive and not limiting. And so, if anyone's like, Well, where is she? Or like, What's she up to? Or why is she always on the road? It's like, I'm happy to share with you, like, why I do what I do. But it's Mm -hmm. also not like I'm living on credit card debt. You know what I mean? So I think there's a difference between like living beyond your means and working towards getting to the place where you want to be living. So if you desire, if you have aspirations for X or Y or Z, it's like, okay, great. Work towards it. And then once you get there, enjoy it.
0: I love that response, especially just because you're integrated it integrating it into your lifestyle so much that it's not supposed to be like this stark difference. Um, I think, I think my mind immediately goes to, of course, like when influencing became more and more popular, especially like as a travel, an actual travel influencer, traditional idea of what that is and people being like, oh my God, you know, how are they doing that? Where are they now? Like the Instagram feed is popping, like where are those funds? But I like that. Although there's some newer parts and some older parts to that. Like, you know, people have been travel journalists, for example, and digital nomads was kind of like a thing happening, but it didn't really have too much spotlight on it right away um, unless you were like maybe like a travel blogger, things like that. And now that's evolved so much into other careers. And so it's kind of cool that you're able to because, you know, you're running your uh, business anywhere in the world Mm -hmm. doing social media coaching and consulting that it makes sense and now the podcast it really makes sense. Yes. So how are you like what have been your travels lately and how has your podcast allowed you to do that?
1: Yeah. So that's the fun thing about my podcast is I view it very much as a bridge between where I've been and where I want to go. And what I mean by that is I've had a what is it 12 year now career in social media marketing. 10 of those years were spent inside of the corporate structure, but my first five years of that were actually spent in hospitality. So I had exposure to travel bloggers from a very early age. Not that I was doing it myself, but I was hiring them to come stay at our hotels. And so I got glimpses of what was possible Even though when I was starting out, I was in like a very confined structure of what it meant to be working and where I had to be working from and, you know, for how long and what time and all of those things. But I think that the industry and travel blogging and you're right, like digital nomads aren't new, but... I think certain things have happened in the last few years that make that lifestyle more accessible to more people mm-hmm. simply by having remote work and hybrid work type of offerings whereas 6 years ago if you wanted to be a digital nomad meaning you are traveling around the world and working remotely and like you know like not really maybe having a specific home base you had to actually separate from everything else to do that now people can dabble Because of remote work, they can keep their jobs. You know, you see on the internet, people are like, oh, don't tell my boss I'm on an airplane. Like there is a level of that happening, and I think it's so great. But for me, over the last several years, I got kind of away from travel. And that's something that I missed deeply. For me, travel has always been the thing that keeps me really creative and really curious and really just interested and feeling like I'm living a more fulfilling life. And so the way I'm integrating travel into my lifestyle is with this podcast. It's all about travel and lifestyle. And as part of that, I travel around for episodes where I'll drop into different cities and I'll share about my stay. What That's kind so of accommodations? Fun. Like the what are the best ever. restaurants? Yeah, exactly. So it's like I've built myself this sort of dream job in a sense through the podcast that allows me to do the things that I love. And, you know, hopefully down the road, like that will become another big element of my business. But that's really been how I've integrated it recently. And I'm having so much fun doing
0: it. Oh my gosh. I I love it. And like you said, you were close enough to it in general to just kind of understand the landscape. And I think that's hard for people sometimes to envision something that they want to do, but they don't have an example of it. Right. So like even being in hospitality, like it's such a natural thing to then like, you know, want to do different stays, different places.
1: Totally. And as a marketer, I wasn't selling a product, you know, as a marketer, I was selling wanderlust. And that's always resonated really deeply with me. And what a beautiful thing because if we're talking about wanderlust and experiences and memory making, I mean, like, I sound like just like the prime millennial right here, but it's true. Like, those are the values that a lot of us are gravitating towards. And so it's just been really rewarding.
0: Yeah. I think that is so millennial because- <laughs> It's so millennial. Is it not? Like, you know, I know that, um, and you know what? Sometimes, you know, I get that with age, you kind of like things wear off for you, right? Like yeah. you get older, and like especially, I think about like a generation before us. It was like, oh, you know, I traveled for work, and it's exhausting, and I'm tired of it, and whatever. But like to you, as like this twenty-something, I'm thinking about when I first started my last job where I met you. That was mm-hmm. the first time I had a job that let me travel for work like that extensively. Like my job was fully traveling North America to put on events. That was the first time I had that. So it Super exciting, still of course. Obviously, getting to bounce around, stop in Minneapolis, meet you, yes. and um, make that part of it where I'm hopping on a plane, working, and that was kind of my first taste of that. And that also was it was the wonder loss. Like it, it just made things more interesting for me as well. So I know that for you, constantly being able to like have your action items for work be to look up some cool places you want to stay does not feel like work like I used to love being able to be like, okay here's the day we're doing the event I'm trying this restaurant I'm doing mm-hmm. this thing and that was just for my own curiosity because I love that but to then be able to kind of like review it on the pod is is dope like that's that's definitely when we you know keep saying dream job but it's it's definitely that what's been like one of your favorite trips since you started the podcast?
1: I think my favorite trip, which was part of the podcast, but I think it will be like forever. My favorite trip was uh, the time I spent in London last summer. And it was one of those things that just felt, you know, you go someplace and you just kind of feel like you've been there before, even when you haven't.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I felt like that.
1: Yeah. That was London for me. And I just woke up every day and I was like, I'm happy about everything and nothing at all. And like, well, life should be like this every single day. and I love
0: that. Familiar.
1: Yeah. And, you know, like you can just – it's such a huge city. So, And that's personally what I love. Like I love options. I love having things to do. Eating is like one of my favorite activities. So drop me in a city like London with thousands of restaurants and like really great ones at that. It's like I could spend, you know, a whole year and a half just eating my way through London because – it would probably take that long, honestly. <laughs> but I was there in the summertime and it was really beautiful and I enjoyed walking everywhere. And I think I've shared that with you about like, that's something I do really enjoy about New York city. It's like, you can just like hop out the door and be somewhere on foot. And yeah, that's something that's just so, I think it just naturally creates like such a healthier way of life because you're moving, you're up and moving around, you're outside, whether you like it or not. And it's like, as someone who runs a business off of a laptop, I hate to examine how much time I'm actually doing that versus not doing that.
0: That's that expectation versus reality that we talked about where I remember not, it's not even just the beach thing. It's more like, oh, you know, when I'm my own boss and working fully remote, like I'm going to check out different coffee shops every day. And like, I'm going to walk to a different one every day. And I'm going to be like a main character over here. Yes. And that I'm gonna float over here and do a half day at this workspace, like that was the idea. But I remember being so like anchored down for a little bit and reversing that vision that I had until I was like intentionally coming up with my game plan. What about you?
1: Well, that's so fascinating because I think that that's something that happens a when you're working and traveling, but also b when you're just moving around solo. I find that it's much easier to be like, oh, I'm just going to stay in or like, I'm just going to stay at my hotel and like finish and get this thing done. And it's like, but why? Is it because you're nervous to go dine at a, a restaurant by yourself? Is it because, you know what I mean? And it's kind of yeah. digging down to like the reasons behind the reasons.
0: So true. But the
1: other thing about it, Tiff, is, is like with the working and the traveling, the boundaries are so blurred. It's like you don't really know what's work and what's not work anymore and like what's a hobby. Like You know what I mean? Because if you are doing something that you love and you've created a life that is quite integrated, sometimes I find that I'm struggling to kind of – like I still feel like I need some separation. Yeah. So when you're hunkered down and you're like, I'm working on something all day but I didn't get to see that new coffee shop that I wanted to check out, it's like, well – That's okay, but like how are you going to make sure you do that balance of getting your shit done and also like experiencing where you are because if you're not, like what's the point of traveling? Like you might as well just stay home.
0: (laughs) You might as well. You're spending so much money on this damn hotel. I mean, that's another thing you might tell yourself, like I spent a lot of money on this hotel. I'm going to sit here. Like there's just like stupid things we tell ourselves as people just to like get by, but On that note, like how do you know when to – like what's your approach then I guess when you're in a new city and you want to make sure that you've got it balanced enough where you're, you know, paying attention to the things you have to get done for clients but you're also actively exploring. Like are you a stick to the itinerary girly? Do you leave room to explore and play? Like what's your approach?
1: (laughs) When you say – I don't know why I just giggle when you're like, are you a stick to the itinerary, girly? It depends, right? It depends. So I think the length of time for your stay actually has a huge impact on how it should be approached. So if I'm just somewhere for a weekend, I'm going to have a much different mindset versus going somewhere for three months. So I think that – and if it is something where you're only – in town for a weekend, it's like don't work at all. You know what I mean? And so it's like Mm -hmm. depending on how long you're in a certain location, I think that's going to really dictate how much you keep your like normal work routine or daily routine versus how much you're kind of like in that vacation mode, which is a very different itinerary.
0: (laughs) Totally. Yeah.
1: I think my priority is I tend to identify places that I want to go or if I happen to know people in the city where I'm going to be like I really want to kind of pinpoint specific people that I want to meet up with and so I like to choose my priorities that way and then kind of fill in everything else. And okay. it's not to say like I'm going to hit every mark every single time. Like there are plenty of things like for instance and you know this. One of the things that was on my London vision board was actually a trip to the Soho farmhouse. Ah, uh, yes, the coveted, uh, the Soho farmhouse pandemic dream.
0: Like it- <laughs> literally, it was looking extra shiny and perfect. Like. Just get me away from this world and put me in this beautiful Soho farmhouse.
1: Right? It's so funny because like I could go to something that looks like very similar like an hour outside of Minneapolis like A very dupe. easily. <laughs> yeah. Like the Soho
0: farmhouse dupe is probably like an hour from my house, but it's not the same. <laughs> it's not it though. Yeah, you have to, you have to have the real thing. Whatever happened, I forget.
1: Well, it was just it- I don't, I didn't have a car when I was there and it's kind of one of those situations where you need a car to get there. Okay. And also it was something where, so the summer season is super packed in London and the surrounding area because it's like, that's when it's not raining. That's when it's really nice out. So people book their stays for the farmhouse like a year in advance. It's like, oh, next summer the family's going for this week. You know, like that's the mentality. And I'm like, I just didn't pull the trigger early enough. But I was also kind of being a little not itinerary-ish with my accommodations because the city was at like 99% capacity last summer when I was there. So everything was a little extra difficult in terms of Finding accommodations for specific lengths of time. and
0: I can imagine. Yeah. Everyone's just kind of getting right back out there for the first time. But I, but I like that you left some room. You know, I get the same way, as you know, the Capricorn tendencies. Yes. <laughs> where I roll. I'm a Capricorn moon. If anybody out there is a Capricorn moon, you understand the pain.
1: You're a sun and
0: a moon? <laughs> I'm a sun and a moon.
1: Girl.
0: Help. I love you. <laughs> it's really real. Thank you. It's really real out here. And so I fight myself because I do – I think I'm kind of a traveler like yourself where I want there to be some structure and mm-hmm. I want to follow – and what I mean by some structure, I mean I don't want to plan out like every hour of my day. Like I don't want to do that. I don't. No. However, I do want to have like – Kind of like my list of vetted things because I think I get really chaotic if I have to do too many things on a whim. I'm afraid of like either like not optimizing my time or like going somewhere I don't necessarily like because I was just like rushing. Like, I don't think there's anything worse than just being hungry and just picking something sometimes. Like, I cannot be there. I need to have, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, I need to have like maybe my restaurant list that I've already looked at. Like, maybe there's like five restaurants that look really dope and then when it comes down to me being in that like neighborhood or if there's like a free time in the schedule like okay I'll go check that out like I kind of like to know a few activities or star things on the map that I can like pop into without feeling so overly committed because I cannot be I cannot be held down Ava like, cannot I cannot be too
1: constricted. I hear you. and <laughs> I think that's a great way to approach it because you're right. First of all, there is nothing worse than like a subpar meal. No, no. You're like, what? And that's part of why I love giving recommendations. Right. You know, I'm a very particular person and that helps me <laughs> from a travel reviewing perspective because like I my friends come to me for these things because they know I will not lead them in the wrong direction. If you ask me, the best X, Y, and Z somewhere that I've been, I'll have the short list, and I pride myself on that.
0: But I it's love that.
1: it's because it's like I always want for myself and for other people mm-hmm. to be having the best experience
0: possible, and that's the Ooh. goal. Can I ask you? Are you um, a Google reviewer?
1: I'm not, but i've <laughs> I've been considering. You be. Yeah, I've been considering getting into it. I guess if mm-hmm. that's a thing, because. I see, I read reviews. I read all sorts of reviews. This is something I learned very early working in the hotel industry that places live and die by their reviews and Absolutely. the guests are not wrong. So read the reviews, do your research. Read
0: the reviews. I have to, what's your review approach? Like when you're I need to know like what goes through your head as you're looking through them. Like how are you like a you see a one like one or two bad reviews and it's over for you? Are you forgiving? Are you filtering? Like what's your thought process? So
1: I really my first level reaction is always just vibes. And it's hard to explain to other people.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The scientific method is vibes. Well, it's hard to explain to other people, but I just have a
1: sense about things. And I think it does come from my experience, but it's like, are these photos self-uploaded by the restaurant or hotel? Like I can tell pretty fast. Are these user-generated photos? Like, what am I looking at here? But I'll do kind of this like first impression vibes energy scan. And from there, I will, I'll look at like, you know, I'll read in depth, like a few reviews. And if I notice like one that's concerning, then I'll read a few more reviews. Typically, if I see three reviews that are not good, that's when I'm like, nope, this is a problem.
0: I'm out, or if it's the same topic, right? Like if three people complained about something with the bathroom, like yes. it's it's not happening for me. Like they can't, they can't possibly all be around.
1: Right. And then I also have my deal breakers. Like if I read about bed bugs, I'm like, nope, oh, it's no. done. We're not yeah. we're not even considering this option. <laughs> like I know I they could that. be treated for, but it's like, no, I'm not gonna no. deal with that. I also do look at recency. So okay. I will be forgiving in the sense that like Say there was construction across the street from somewhere like three years ago, like that's not really relevant anymore.
0: No, that's forgivable.
1: It's forgivable. So there is no hard, fast formula, but it's like you kind of just got to get the general collection of all the things.
0: I get that. That's, I think we have the same approach with that. Like (laughs) we do, not surprising, but um, I do like to look at, you know, I'm looking at most recent. And sometimes it's a little weird if I, and this is maybe nitpicky, but sometimes it's a little weird if I don't see much that's recent either. Mm. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I, like, that might be a good thing because maybe there's nothing to complain about. But anyways, mm. I just kind of want to see recency. But then also, yeah, if something happened like a year ago, I'm like, uh oh. If it's within six months and like maybe you see it once, I'm like, uh, oh. But then if I see it a couple times within the last year, then like, eh, red flag. I will also
1: add, as you're talking, I was thinking about this. I think the establishment's response is also very telling. Mm-hmm. So if wherever you've reviewed responds to you and is like, you're a liar. You know what I mean? Like you've seen yeah. those where, the, where people get so defensive. And for me, <laughs> I'm like, look, I understand the weight of reviews. I understand how it impacts a business. But I also know <laughs> that I don't want to be spoken to that way as a guest of your you know, restaurant, hotel, whatever it may be, s- store, boutique. I don't want to be treated that way as a customer either. So if I see the places responding and they're like, just like really accusatory and like
0: oh yeah, they don't
1: really take any ownership for anything, I'm like that's
0: also a no for me. Huge no. Any business, you're right. Like if I see that in any capacity with the business, it's like – it, i'm like oh my god do we need to swoop in and give you some crisis com- <laughs> <laughs> crisis comms consulting like yes. we have templates for uh i used to do a lot of um restaurant pr in brooklyn it's like yes. we have templates for how to respond to that bad- <laughs> totally <laughs> you're like
1: dear insert first name here
0: yeah i apologize a, a for
1: blank <laughs> what was the issue you're like it's not that hard <laughs>
0: It's not. And it says a lot, like, no accountability. So you think if there's going to be some issues for you, then, like, now you're going to have to spar with these people. It's a no from me. It's a no from me. And then another thing I was just thinking about is, like, what's your, you know, as somebody who's worked in hospitality, do you have hotel brand loyalty or are you willing to kind of explore outside of it? I know that for myself, like I, I am a brand loyal girly. Like there's certain things I really love, like certain hotel brands that I really enjoy, especially as like I do UGC creation and I love to be able to like go try out different properties. But I, I would like to say that I kind of pride myself in finding the boutique kind of off path ones with that eagle eye of like, you know. Is it good? Because sometimes you'll find some real gems that aren't like a traditional brand. What's your take? Totally.
1: That's an interesting question because if you had asked me, obviously, when I was working for a hotel brand, like I was very loyal to that specific brand. Makes sense. I got, you know, a great employee discount. I mean, that's a little pro tip. Like, if you ever want to just travel <laughs> at a reduced rate, like get a job in the hospitality industry. Yes, because- I did that
0: too. Yes. <laughs> Back I in mean, the
1: day. I'm like that friends and family rate was really worth the blood, sweat, was... tears.
0: <laughs> dot, dot, dot. Dot, <laughs> dot, <laughs> <laughs> Sure was.
1: Yeah, I would say now I'm definitely more in that space of similar to you, really enjoying boutique hotels. I think there have been a lot of developments if you will in that kind of subset of the industry and it's kind of like I think it's reflective of sort of this back to small business trend too where it's like Mm. we're kind of leaving the big conglomerates behind like that model hasn't necessarily been serving people the way it's promised it has and I think that applies to hospitality as well so I love the boutique hotels and I think that I've found like little groups of boutique hotels that have the same ownership. Okay. And that's yeah. been a really fun way to explore because it's like, okay, if this company owns six different properties and this one was amazing, it's like, maybe I'll see what other cities they have properties in. And so that's been a way that I've been enjoying exploring lately. But when it comes to airlines, I'm a, about it. I am a Delta girly for life.
0: Like that is it. We are listen, rich bitch. Preference number one. Yes, Delta yes. is the hot girl airline. You heard it right here. Yes, it's the hot girl airline. Period. Don't even consider any
1: other options. And that's the thing. It's like when you have, I think, hotel brand loyalty. If you pick a big one and it's everywhere, and you stick on that train, sure, you can have some a few like free room nights. When you become loyal to an airline, you can really up level in life because once you unlock any level of frequent flyer status with an airline, it's like your entire experience becomes so much more enjoyable.
0: Oh my God. It's like you can't go back.
1: No, you can't go back. You get a dedicated booking line for like if you have an issue with your flight. And I'm not even talking like top tier. I'm talking like you know first level of status. That's what unlocks for you. And it's like You get to choose your seat without having to pay. You know what I mean? Like they're just Yeah. It gives you the things that should be included with travel that aren't included
0: with travel in the first place. Don't get me started on that. Like there's so many things that we have that we like pay more for now that are just regular. I don't want to get too deep into it, but (laughs) just like just like why is it that when I order an Uber? I have to upgrade just to have it come, you know, on time, basically.
1: Exactly. And now why is that? I know. Like in DoorDash, it's like you can pay for them to just come directly to your house.
0: Yes. Versus why aren't you? making
1: four stops in between. I'm like, what is this? What is this?
0: I, I hate that. I'm glad you noticed too. And that's <laughs> yeah. that's what's nice about, you know, airline loyalty for that reason. But yes. I that's one of the girl, that's one of the first things that really gave me that rich bitch experience is getting status on an airline. Delta, Delta. It's like you really got to pick an airline and stick to it because I definitely know like in my 20s I had an era of, you know, I'm going to find the cheapest ticket. Right. Like that was the goal. The goal was like just, you know, do the Google flights, find the cheapest ticket. I had – um, you know, different accounts with airlines. I would tell anybody like that's a good place to start. Like, if you are using multiple airlines, have have an account with each of them. You can literally go input your um flights afterwards, or yes. you can do that from the last year if you want to like rack up some points. Yes. And so when I was traveling for work, that's when I really started to get hip to it. And yeah, now I can't go back. Like it's a it's a it's such a thing where. Like, I can't even imagine that separate experience. And so, yeah, p- pick one and stick to it. Also, that lounge. Thank oh. you. Thank you for get, for showing me an elevated experience, Delta. As soon as I got into that lounge, I could never go back. I said, this has to become part of my lifestyle now. I'm not sitting. <laughs> in the chairs waiting for my flight with I will the be commoners over here you're not gonna be like commoners.
1: mingling out in the airport waiting areas
0: i've gotta be so honest no
1: <laughs> you're like if i can't if i don't have the option
0: of taking a shower
1: at the airport i don't want it
0: <laughs> i don't want it the only thing is just know that they don't pour alcohol until like noon if you're taking a vacation early morning. oh okay okay <laughs> Oh, so sad. But yeah, that's I think that's definitely something that the loyalty kicks in. Are there any other things that kind of give you that loyalty vibe that elevates your travel experiences? From a
1: loyalty perspective, I think that's the big one is the airline picking one, sticking to it, getting the credit card. I mean, I haven't paid for a flight in probably three years. Like I'm living on points. And, yeah. you know, that's a combination of doing a lot of work travel previously. And mm-hmm. also, like using my credit card for everything, getting points. And then when you book flights, you get more points. I mean, it's just, it's so smart. And um, so smart. That's a big one. And then I'll also do, like, if I have to rent a car, I find that Delta seems to align to Hertz. Yeah, it does. And so, you know, booking the Hertz to get the extra Delta miles, it's just like, There's, you know, connecting your Starbucks account to get the extra Delta. There are so many things that you can do. And once you sync everything once, it just works. Absolutely. And then, I mean, those are my only like loyalty kind of vibes. But Mm -hmm. I mean, there are definitely a lot of like travel preferences, that I
0: have (laughs) yeah no we'll get into that too but just on that note like same here I'm that's like my complete jam and we've geeked out on it before it's the lift to Hertz to delta like pipeline for me Um, yeah for me like that's like my (laughs) life and that's that kind of brings me back to when we were saying people are like how do you do that or you know like and I think – and I'm talking about people who are coming from, like, a genuine place as well. Like, mm-hmm. I think initially I was kind of thinking about people who are, like, like not living – a little judgmental. <laughs> like, maybe yeah. not living the same life. But once you – once you, once this is your life, obviously, you decide how you're going to make this sustainable. And so mm-hmm. I remember even breaking that down to my dad before where he's like, what's – like, what? how are you able to do this? And I'm like, no, literally – there's levels to this. There's a whole system because through, like, that credit card that I use, yeah, like Delta Sky Miles and all those points and all those things, it just makes it so much easier. And then once you do that, like, you're all, you know, set up to continue and get really cool perks and get upgrades, get free flights, all that good stuff. So yeah. that's the preference, Delta A1 always. But moving on to like other. Have to haves. What is one other like must have, maybe like travel accessory or thing that you take with you on trips always?
1: Something I take with me on trips always, which people are often like a little confused about, is I travel with my own coffee. Okay. So for me, it's a consistency thing.
0: Oh.
1: And I like to have continuity. Especially if I'm traveling for a longer amount of time. It if I'm moving around, it's nice to just have something that's always the same. It's kind of the mentality of like wearing a uniform. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like you eliminate the swirl and the energy you put into like, I wake up, I need a cup of coffee. You know, I that is an addiction, that caffeine addiction. I'm sticking with it. So I know that first thing in the morning, I'm like, okay, great. Where is my coffee coming from? I travel with a It's bougie, instant coffee. It's powdered coffee. It has reishi mushroom spores in it. So it gives you an added little like immunity boost. And you just have to mix it with hot water. So it's really easy to have anywhere I am, you know, hot water. It's like you can find that hopefully anywhere, (laughs) anywhere that you find yourself. And I just like to keep that part of my morning routine consistent.
0: I love that. Just just so it's something that you expect and something that is always, like you said, the same when you can be dropped into a place where everything's different, some familiarity.
1: Yeah. And you know, to be honest, like some people may view coffee as just coffee, but it's like, you know, there's levels to that too. It's like how acidic is it? How caffeinated yeah. is it? And like that could be a wild card. So I'm like, I know what I'm consuming every single morning. It's the same and like that makes me happy. In the same kind of moment, I also have my set of supplements that I have with me at all times and if I'm traveling I'll scale them back like I'm not going to bring my whole supplement cabinet but definitely you know vitamin d probiotics are two that I also make sure I have regardless yeah. of where I am something else that I'm obsessed with that people don't really get until they try them is packing cubes
0: oh my gosh I was gonna say packing cubes yes because that is like my must-have too
1: They seem like so pointless, right? Until you try them and you're like, wait, there's actually something to this. Yeah. And the something to it is, one, it creates – maybe we love it because it's kind of Capricorn. It creates like an organization (laughs) system within your suitcase.
0: It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. I I got one Christmas, two of my closest friends – got me packing cubes the same year. I love it. <laughs> and I was like, what does that say about me? Or just like I mean, like, you know, in a in a way where it's like, I know she'll know this is convenient. She travels, but also just the way like you said, the organization to the next level. Yes. But I will admit it was at first, clearly I was open to it because it was gifted more so like you know how sometimes you won't buy certain things for yourself, right? Yeah. yeah So since I received it, I remember being like, oh, cool. Like, we'll see how much I use them because I consider myself to be, like, a really good packer. I grew up in um, a military family and, like, we were always moving, always traveling. Like, I first hopped on a plane um, between my parents when I was, like, three, like, after they divorced. So I was constantly with my little suitcase. Yeah. Like, I can just pack in a heartbeat and get somewhere and whatever. So I was just like, I don't know. We'll see. Once I use it, it, like – exactly what you just said like it took it to another level for me where I became like this like I'm like I'm unstoppable like I'm literally just (laughs) like so set for life with these and I can find everything it just it satisfies my brain so much that's the
1: thing you know where everything is like the worst Mm -hmm. part about living out of a suitcase is having a messy suitcase and you don't know where anything is and you start to lose things no if you have a packing cube for socks you always know where the socks are yes and it's so much easier and i will also add that it's like if you are somebody i'm not but if you are somebody that likes to utilize a dresser or a closet in your hotel room Mm. Okay, fine. It's not me. Okay, fine. But just move your packing cubes into the dresser.
0: It's just the packing cubes at least. Don't empty everything out of it. Like, why would you do that? Oh, my God. Scary. That's actually (laughs) terrifying. That actually just gave – like, you you can't see the hairs that just stood up on my arms. Yeah. Visceral. It's alarming. It is. It's really crazy. Like – Okay, like, I don't know. I've made myself comfortable in maybe, like, more of, like, a house rental situation. I'm still not putting all my things in the drawers, but I'll say I've gotten a little more, like, I'll spread out more because maybe if I'm staying, like, extended. But I have a huge fear around, obviously, just, like, my things touching this weird drawer is, like, the number one. I don't know what's touched it. Mm, But then also, I can't have things, like, out of sight. I know I will, like, leave it you know what totally. I mean? Like I can't put, I can't put things away. Something's going to get left if I do that. I have to have my, I have to have everything in view.
1: Absolutely. If you want to lose something on a trip, like use the dresser, you know, like <laughs> That's if, the you first wanna, way. if you want, if you want to lose your jacket, put it in the closet, hung up. Oh. Like that
0: is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got another one. I had a colleague who like left his passport in behind the seat like in the seat back pocket first way to lose something is to put some shit in the seat back pocket like we oh. just have we have to know these things ladies and gentlemen oh people, my god everybody.
1: and why would you yes. ever same thing you don't know what's been touching the insides of that airplane seat pocket barf bags. The seat is
0: never clean when i get into it so oh. i don't want to know
1: huh, but it's yeah. just like things Heartburn. out of
0: sight like it's like you can't i can't have that But I will say on the note of like doing all this travel, like I too have made my now career fit that – fit my lifestyle like of loving to be different places and exploring and traveling. And the fun part is being able to like invest in these things because it's like it's your life. So, um, you know, to the average person, like, sure, you could um, you could invest in travel things. But, like, I just feel like it's super fun knowing that, you know, I'm going to be traveling for work to go speak or do a content shoot or something like that. And I have just, like, all my favorite things. So lately, I upgraded my suitcase and that's just been my – that's been my obsession. Like, now I just want to go – I'm trying to just book more flights just because I did that. What is it? You know it? that feeling? What is it? Ah! Got my base okay. finally. Is that how you say it? I don't know. I would. I would assume so. I don't. Think I, I assume it's base. It took me a while to decide. I was between like the mono travel. I was looking at all the things, but one thing about the base. This isn't sponsored. Um, sponsor me if you'd like. Yes. This <laughs> is a, a suitcase that also has a lot of the built-in organization. Okay, we love that, and that's what I'm obsessed. So it's like between my packing cubes and. I just got like a new like cow pack water holder like these little Mm -hmm. things just get me excited to get on the plane you know what I mean like,
1: uh. and these are these rich big experiences that you're creating right because you are creating your world and like you want to be carrying your possessions in a nice bag like it's all just part of up leveling every aspect of your life and I feel that way too and I get really (laughs) attached to my suitcases when i have a layover in my permanent home i will wait to unpack for like weeks i don't want yeah. to unpack because one i feel like my home is more the suitcase than my physical condo <laughs> but two it's like it signals that like the trip's over you know what i mean and like That's i don't want to put it away like So I love – and having, obviously, a suitcase that's functional, you know, there's no broken zippers, there's no bullshit, there's no squeaky wheel. We don't do that.
0: Yeah. And, like, you don't have to live like this. Mm -hmm. I was. I was. (laughs) It came to a point where I was like, why am I living like this? Like, you know, it's kind of like when you get a new job or something and you're like, I want to get a new wardrobe, like, mm-hmm. or you kind of give yourself a reason to, but like, who said you couldn't do that before, right? So yeah. I think like I was kind of like, and again, there are levels to this, right? Mm-hmm. Because maybe when you're starting off and certain things, you don't invest in something like right away, right? Like you kind of do things, make it work. Maybe you upgrade a little bit. So it's nice, you know, I, I'm sure that's happened to you and I'd love to kind of hear like, what are some things you've invested more in? for for more?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. And I will just, before we get there, I want to add, I was listening to a podcast maybe a year ago, and it was about self-worth and feelings of, you know, being deserving or non-deserving. And something that I'd never connected before that this podcast host was speaking about was you accept what you think you deserve. And so Mm. even in your home environment, like if you have a doorknob that was broken like three years ago and you never fixed it, like that impacts, you believe that you don't, on some level you believe that you don't deserve to have a perfectly functioning home. Like, and that unlocks something for me in my mind that was like, wow, that is so crazy. And so now I look at every aspect like that where it's like, okay, And I've done, a, a, you know, self-worth and self-love and being deserving is definitely like the undercurrent of Mm. rich bitch experiences. So on the surface level, it can seem like super fun and it can seem, you know, a little like extravagant or unnecessary, but it's like, no, it's actually there's layers to it and under all of it is self-worth and understanding that you deserve whatever you desire. So...
0: That's an amazing way to have – an amazing outlook to have.
1: Yeah, and it's so important. So I I think, you know, sometimes people on the outside looking in are like, oh, it's so superficial or it's so like material or whatever it is. It's like, it's actually not. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that new suitcase is actually more symbolic than you probably realize.
0: I appreciate that, Ava. My bank account appreciates that. I appreciate that. yeah the truth is that's exactly how I look at these things. And I am actively working on the you know, even at the one of the first questions I asked you could be very telling about even like my journey through figuring all this out more because it doesn't matter what you know what people's perception of what you're doing is i love that we could have communities and circles where like we're about this life and we want the finer things and we want to keep elevating and we know that it goes beyond like materialistic you know tendencies so to me it goes back to like what we were saying when you get like you know a new job or something and you want to like you know get dolled up for it. it's like you when you look good you feel good mentality totally. all that good stuff i feel like i make more money When I'm spending money on myself to feel good, feel empowered, feel positive, go places where I'm meeting people. Totally. You know, just like when you were in London and your other trips for the podcast and when I've traveled for different work things, it's like you come back with this experience and with these memories that are so invaluable. And so why not just kind of like invest in the whole journey?
1: Totally. And all value is perceived value. So- When you're taking care of yourself and you're presenting yourself well, like that leaves a better impression on whoever you're meeting too. So, you know, it does matter. And as someone who like loves to live in one or two Nike sweatsuits, like it's a little contradictory because I also love the uniform mentality because I want to spend time on this. But also I understand (laughs) that it does matter. And when I leave the house, you know, getting dressed is part of it. But to answer your question, how have I up leveled the podcast? I've made some improvements. So, the equipment I started out on, I'm not currently using anymore. So, mm-hmm. I've got a new microphone and I chose to use a handheld mic because this allows me to (laughs) record from hotel beds and, like, you know, just be a little more flexible with it. But that was an upgrade. You sound great. Thank you.
0: Yeah, it's working. It's It's worth it. It's worth the improvement. Okay.
1: Which is so important. Like, audio is super important for pods. It's like, I don't want to listen to some shit, but you know what? You start with what you've got. And I have up-leveled recently. I rebranded. and Oh, yeah.
0: uh, Rebrand on the way.
1: The visual up-level is so exciting because I feel like – so the podcast is almost a year old. And I feel like when I started it, I was still – and I still am in the process of deconditioning from my old corporate life. Right. But – you know, I think there's a certain like look or vibe that's really common with podcasts. You know, it's like everyone's cheesing on the cover, like it's clean, it's corporate looking, and that's great. But to me, that didn't visually embody what more stands for. I see. <sighs> and so we're anti. We're anti. Yes.
0: Fitting. Yeah. I'm an like Aquarius.
1: Felt- I'm an Aquarius son Like I'm inherently anti. Like everything. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Break, accurate. Break all the rules. but So you didn't feel like it was reflective of what you actually stood for.
1: Yeah. And it's incredible. And I think probably by the time of airing, the new brand will be live. And so Ooh-hoo. you'll be able to see it. But it's just a visual depiction of more is more. And it's a cr- it's really creative. And it's something that most importantly, I feel really proud of. So when someone asks me, What I do or about my podcast. Like I'm not like, oh, well, here it is, but don't look at the cover because I made it really quick in Canva and I don't really love it. You know, like squashing all of that and just feeling like really confident in the that up level of the brand. And it's something that had to take time though. You know what I mean? Like, as much as I would have loved it to be in that place when I launched a year ago, Mm -hmm. I didn't know what that place looked like. Yeah. So Everything happens when it should, but that's another up level I'm so excited about.
0: That's a great up level. And that's another thing too that's such a perfect reminder that like you have to start somewhere, you know? Totally. Because you can always up level. You can always change it. Like there's no rules. And I think sometimes like especially as creatives, we get kind of stuck in the like, well, this isn't what I want it to be or it's not what it is yet. I know I did that with my business in a few ways where I had all these like – level five, level six ideas because I have all these things I just want to do in this life. But that doesn't mean that what I'm doing right now has to be that. It has to just be like where I'm at right now Mm -hmm. and I can build on it. And so I think that's a great up level. If I had to choose one for myself lately, it is just trying to like outsource things more. The business owner, whoa, like I'm such a – I like want to do everything because everything's my baby and like whatever. But I think one level up for me this year has been like, I'm no pod editor. Shout out to our editor. I love you, Gabby. (laughs) (laughs) She's the reason why this sounds like anything. Um, Shout out, Gabby. Shout out, Gabby, all day. But yeah, there's just little things that you kind of get to and like we will always keep building. We will always keep adding on. But I did want to do a quick game of this or that. Ooh, okay. Rich bitch experience okay. edition.
1: <laughs> like, you didn't tell me about this. So, this would be Ooh. on the
0: fly, which is great. Yes, on the fly. That's the point, Ava. That's the I point. know. <laughs> okay. It's kind of funny, though, because it is a little like, I think I know what you're going to say, and okay. that'll be the fun of it, too. I'm so <laughs> curious. But, okay. This or that, would you rather do a boating excursion or a hiking excursion?
1: <laughs> I would rather do a boating excursion.
0: Okay. What kind? What kind? Be specific. Yeah, What's your dream boat excursion. See,
1: that's a little tricky, right? Because it's like there—you could have a lot of different boating experiences. Yeah, and some of them might make me choose hiking, but but not a yacht, not a not a uh, <laughs> not a
0: cruise, not a cruise. I won't that's be living on know. a cruise. Yes, no, you're um, gonna have to listen to Ava's podcast for the download on that. But continue. absolutely,
1: I think that I would like to have a boating experience in Croatia. Oh yeah, I've seen a lot of variations of this. In terms of like, you know, there's like yacht week and there's all that crazy stuff. I'm not a kid anymore, but I would love love to do maybe like a sunset cruise in Croatia with wine, cheese, fish, whatever they're serving, whatever's local, but, you know, just like a little exclusive thing for me and my friends, small, private, bougie and beautiful.
0: Yeah. That was just... That was just beautiful. Are you Sorry. ready to go? Should we go? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, sign me up. Like literally, do I sign, take my money. I'll bring my new bays. We'll do it. Um, <laughs> okay. Are you going to choose a hotel or an Airbnb?
1: Hmm. Hotel because room service.
0: Agreed. And you had a recent room service experience that sounded really lovely, right? Like
1: Yes. I was staying at this twenty-two room boutique property in Laguna Beach called Hotel Joaquin. It was an amazing stay. And they offer coffee delivery to your room every morning. And I actually saved, you know, I'm like I tested it out and like because I had my powdered coffee. I was gonna Uh, say. Yeah. (laughs) But I enjoyed that coffee for the few days. I got out of the routine. The best part about it, though, is that you didn't have to see anyone. Yeah, that's beautiful. you wake up, you text them, which I love this whole like text concierge service thing that police have going on now. It's the best. You text them what time you want your coffee for the next day. They knock on your door. They leave it out front and they walk away. So if if you're not a morning person and I am not, this is like the best possible thing I could have ever imagined because I get my coffee, I don't have to go anywhere, and I also don't have to like have that little like scramble moment of like, oh shit, like throw on the robe and like – Hopefully, I don't have drool on my face. Just answer the door to accept your And that's so intrusive.
0: Yeah. Like, it feels always so weird. Like, I'm just in this robe and here you are. Like, yeah. (laughs) You're like, oh, you're coming
1: all the way in. I do appreciate that. Okay. Yeah, exactly.
0: (laughs) I love the texting. Like, the texting is my favorite. The last few properties I've gone to have just been solely like, just let us know if you need anything and like, we'll leave it at the door. And I think it's fantastic.
1: Oh, for I could not agree more. social girly. <laughs> I know. We're like, we're, we, this is our life, but also we don't want to talk to you.
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't want to see anybody. I know I'm here to see and explore, but I don't want to do that at this moment. Right. Okay. On our own terms. <laughs> do you prefer um, a city view or a sea view? That one's tough. Situational
1: again. Here's the thing about me. I enjoy the beach. I enjoy the ocean. I think it's very powerful. I think it's very relaxing. However, I'm not necessarily like a beach girly. Okay. I think the best example I could give is like if you're to pick out my wardrobe, like would I be wearing like black leather boots, you know, Mm. and like something a little – or would I be wearing like a flowy boho dress? I'm not wearing the flowy boho dress.
0: Yeah. Okay. City you know, girl.
1: I'm more of a city girl, so I think I would pick the city view.
0: Yeah, I I think so too. Like water's super relaxing to me, but I'm like I I listen. I'll be on a beach any day. Yes. <laughs> but I'm gonna probably pick like a pool situation. Like I put, pick pool over beach if I had to choose this or that
1: because you can see what's in the water.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Cause I could see what's going on. Controlled um. environment. <laughs> Eliminating the mystery. <laughs> the control. The control of it all. No, but that you're you're a good sport for the for the mystery, this or that. I appreciate it. Yes. But I did wanna just say that. I've loved listening to all of your adventures. I absolutely recommend the more pod. Is there anything that you'd like to share before you go and tell us about where we can find you, which will also be in the show notes?
1: Yes. Well, thank you so much. I enjoyed that game of this or that. And so thank you. (laughs) I love every time we get to chat. And so today was no different. I really appreciate our conversation In terms of what I'm up to, yes, definitely check out the podcast. It's more with Ava Bilkey pretty much anywhere. And I know you'll link it. And if you want to check out the visuals, like if you want to see these awesome visuals, which by the way, shout out to my friend, shout out to my friend Hannah Voxland. She has a really cool creative company called Paper Peak where she makes these hand cut collages. And so, this is what you're gonna see this is what you're gonna find when you check out the morepod.com or just the cover on the pod platforms but super excited if you can't tell and then <laughs> what i'm up to personally on instagram um you can connect with me social media travel lifestyle all the good things
0: yes well we love a rebrand bitch we
1: oh, love we love a rebrand in a, a new era Anytime, always, let's go.
0: <laughs> All the time. Like sometimes we'll just be talking about the, you know, the different shades mm. of browns and purples and things that we're looking at. <laughs> and it gets really, it gets really granular. And so I'm glad that we can do that, um, Ava, because it's serious Sometimes business. you just need a second opinion. It's super serious business. Like <laughs> it's so unserious that it's actually the most serious thing in the world. It's and the
1: most serious. And it, having, other friends with like branding, marketing, PR, social backgrounds of any kind is so helpful because it's like we speak the same language when it comes to we that. Do. Like, you can't just ask anybody to look at yeah. seven shades of purple and be like, "Which one? Which
0: one?" Do you if resonate if somebody with? says no, because if somebody says it's just purple, mm. I'll just have to walk away. <laughs> <laughs> you don't understand the color theory though right it's actually deep it matters it goes super deep so thank you again ava we're looking forward to listening to more and irl manifesting more original rich bitch experiences so thank you and we can't wait to see what's next for this rebrand thanks tiff Thanks for listening to Main Character Energy. If you enjoyed this episode, leave a rating or a review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Be sure to follow on social at Tiff or Die and Main Character Energy Pod to access exclusive content and get a behind the scenes look as well as resources to help you become that bitch. See you next week.